You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. I'm delighted to be joined by Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at SafePro Group, to chat about one of my favourite destinations, Taiwan. How are things in Taiwan today, Ross? Uh, good morning from Taipei. Uh, well, I guess we could say steady as it goes. Hopefully we're, we're out of ty- typhoon season at this point. Yeah, well, you and us both. Anyway, I don't want to start with probably the most important news from Taiwan, but certainly one of the most interesting What's the latest of the strange egg odyssey? Yeah, there was an egg shortage, uh, believe it or not, during the first few months of this year. It set off panic buying, no surprise. Uh, there seemed to be uh, some effects from bird flu, uh, some problems with the supply chain, but ultimately it resulted in uh, various parts of Taiwan on any given day. You might go to the uh, local uh, supermarket, uh, and uh, there were no eggs. And, of course, this makes consumers very, very grouchy, and government officials have to react to that. Uh, so uh, the government came up with a program to subsidize the uh, large purchase of eggs from overseas. And, and the, the thing that's interesting about that is, and uh, very typical for, for different places around the world, to qualify a new location as a source for any kind of uh, agriculture product usually takes many uh, years of doing inspections of the factories and things of that nature. Uh, But but the government here fast-tracked approval to import eggs from uh, places that had not been uh, import sources for Taiwan uh, in the past, and they also subsidized the program. And then, uh, you know, as you do, you hand out the contract to companies who uh, uh, maybe were not really qualified to do that. That seems to be the nature of the problem. In one case, what was basically a paper company received a large contract to import eggs. Well, to make a long story short, uh, millions of eggs had to be disposed of because uh, eventually the supply chain problems righted itself and uh, local uh, egg producers uh, uh, were able to uh, meet the demand as we got into the summer. Uh, and then the government program was, was stuck with uh, a lot of eggs that uh, the government had subsidized buying, but were hitting the expiration date, and they had to be disposed of. And of course, you know, it's a sin to waste food, uh, but but that's what happened. And uh, people are starting to question this. And uh, the, the head of Taiwan's agriculture agency uh, has uh, has resigned uh, to take political responsibility for this. Well, I can understand how the Taiwanese consumer feels, Ross, because I'm very grouchy in the morning without my omelette. The Taiwanese Central Bank (laughs) will announce any change to interest rates tomorrow. What's your prediction for this, Ross? Yeah, the prediction on the street here is uh, they're going to be unchanged. Uh, the, that, and, the, and the basis for that is mo- moderating inflation pressures. So, although if one looks at the CPI data, it's, you know, in August, they think uh, the growth of C- was 2.5%. Uh, it was relatively high. And it's, it's fuel and food prices keep going up. Uh, but, but the central bank here has raised interest rates about 75 basis points since March of 2022. And, uh, again, the, the expectation is that the, the central bank is going to take the view that inflationary pressures are easing. So the expectation is that they're going to leave rates unchanged when they make their announcement. 
And I guess the rates connect to the new Taiwan dollar, which is on course to weaken for a six-month, the longest stretch since 2006. What's causing this and any yeah, signs it might be about? But, but the yeah. expectation there as well is for some good news that uh, maybe the long slide is over and the, uh, it, it's been getting close to 32 Taiwan dollars to the U.S. dollar. But there's some expectations that by, by the fourth quarter of this year, it might strengthen more towards uh, 31 to the U.S. dollar. And, and that, the, end, the, the reasons for that is uh, recovery in the tax sector. Uh, even some people talking about recovery in China, even though you know, lately we're reading so much negative news about the, the China economy. Uh, but the expectations are if there's a tax sector recovery and China uh, stabilizes a bit, then that's going to cause an inflow of foreign investors uh, here to the Taiwan stock market, and then that'll increase the demand for Taiwan dollars. So that's why there's a little bit of optimism that maybe the Taiwan dollar slide is over. Okay. Now, Maurice Chang, founder of TSMC, has said its competitive advantage is its engineers' dedication to their work, referring to the company's low employee turnover rate of only 4 to 5% a year. The best benchmark I could find to compare it against was SMIC's, which was 17% turnover, employee turnover in 2022. What's, why is TSMC so good? Is it cultural or is it more than that? Well, they pay well. <laughs> so they, they, they pay very well, and uh, it's considered a prestigious employer. But everybody knows the costs that come with that for, for the engineers and, and other other job scopes at, at the company, which is you know, it has a reputation for working people very, very hard, very long hours, especially the engineers. They need to be on call if any problems develop in a production line. Uh, so it does become something of a, of a 24 seven type of job and, and the company is known for that uh, but but uh, they're also known for again I mean paying their people not not just fairly but paying people well uh, and paying uh, certainly paying well by Taiwan standards uh, and that that keeps people there and, and to be fair to the company I think from a benefits perspective as well uh, it operates uh, at more of an international level in that regard uh, so uh, they're also ahead of the curve I think, compared to a lot of big, large local companies, including companies in the tech sector. Uh, so you know, they, they know how to compensate their talent, and, and that, that keeps people there. Uh, but it does come with the price of extraordinary long working hours. And uh, you know, the, the people who get in the door are, are generally willing to make that trade-off and make a career out of it. And talking about that, how is employment in general in Taiwan? Are there any sectors struggling to find talent? Well, the tech sector is constantly struggling to find STEM talent. I think that's similar to what we see uh, in other places. In Taiwan, like other places in Asia, is, is, is going to be hit by this declining birth rate issue. Uh, you know, and now, and now it's getting to be a crisis, again, just like in some other uh, places around the region. And it, it will be a crisis in, with the engineering and, and other uh, technical talent that Taiwan's IT industry needs. So Taiwan's been trying to uh, expand the number of foreigners working here. There's various pro programs to do that. Uh, they, they've uh, been very active in trying to encourage, for example, uh, Indian students to study in Taiwan uh, and then to stay in Taiwan after they graduate and work in Taiwan's tech sector. 
Uh, so uh, unemployment here, is, is, it's, it's improved. I mean, it's certainly way off the highs that it was during the worst of COVID. Uh, but, but there's definitely a shortage of tech sector workers. And uh, to be frank with you, I don't think Taiwan really has a plan for solving that over the long term. Okay, well, Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at SafePro Group, been good to talk to you this morning about eggs and chips. Let's Thank have, you. 